Hey besties and bestors, how y'all doing today? As y'all know, it is D, and I'm back again with another podcast for y'all. Um, I hope y'all are doing well today. I hope y'all have had a great day or y'all having a great start to y'all day. Um, I don't know what time it is you will be wa- watching or listening to this. So I just say, I hope you have a good day. I hope you had a good day. All right, y'all, we're going to start off in prayer. So, Father, we invite you in. We thank you for allowing us to have another podcast. Father God, I ask that you speak through me. Lord, I ask that you speak to the besties as well as to me. Help us to learn what you're teaching us, Lord God. Open up our eyes and our ears of our understanding so that we can see your glory. Lord God, make things resonate with us through the words that you will be speaking. It's all of you. It ain't me. Okay. And I thank you, Lord God, that this podcast will reach millions for the glory of your name, Jesus. I thank you and I honor you. And I ask that you open up everyone's heart to be able to receive what you have for them on today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So the title of our podcast today will be how to respond to God's promises. Now, besties, I really thought that to respond to God's promises was to, you know, tell him thank you and grad have gratitude. Always be remembering what God said and what God has did has done in the past in our lives and in his word and all all of that i thought worshiping was a thank you or and praising was a thank you i thought you know living a life that glorified him was a thank you but it's actually deeper than that according to his word not so much living a life living a life is thanking him and i kind of jump i'm kind of jumping ahead of myself so excuse me but i thought gratitude just saying thank you and worshiping and praising was saying thank you to God, but it's actually not according to his word. So we will be in Second Peter 1, 5 through 7, because this scripture or these scriptures tell us how to actually respond to God's promises. And you maybe you're like me, you probably like, oh, I never knew you had God had a way to respond to his promises. No, it's not, you know, religion or anything, but he does say in his word, you know, how to how to actually respond to his promises. And we going uh, we going to explore it. Um so I'll tell y'all when to turn to 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7, but that's literally where we're going to be. But I have a few questions for y'all because a lot of people actually do not know that they have promises in God. So it it really could be easy to read the Bible and think the things that are in the Bible are not for you. Or maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum and you haven't even opened the word of God. You may not even know that there are promises there specifically for you. Like people think that God is designated towards certain types of people and he's actually not. Everybody who was created was created in God's image and it includes you. 
you were created in the image of God. You were created in his image after his likeness, according to Genesis 1 and 26. And every promise that was written out was written out with you in mind. These are not promises that God has for himself. No, they are promises for you. All of God's promises are specifically for you. And just because you may have done something that, that that is wrong or you may be in jail or you may have gotten an abortion or you may feel like you're not a good person does not exclude you from God's promises. No, his promises don't discriminate about who you are or what you've done. None of the things that you have done can stop God's promises from coming to pass in your life. The promises are for you. They were specifically designed for you. They were purposed for you. He wrote you, he wrote you into this life because he, did, he wanted to give you everything. God is perfect. And perfect cannot, cannot, cannot really, perfect doesn't really receive anything. You know, there's nothing we really could do for God. You know, there's nothing we can give God. He's perfect. He has everything. He is everything. And the only thing perfect can do is give. He is the overflow. He is the abundance. He he is everything and more. And only thing that he can do is give. And that's why he created promises. He 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 gave you promises. He is the promise keeper. So I know a lot of people that are listening to this podcast may not even know any of God's promises. I know that there are some things that are said that's kind of cliche like god is good all the time um and they got a couple of more they're they're not coming to my head right now but like they have a lot of like things that are are said and it and it becomes cliche but most of those things that are said are the truth some things that are said are not the truth you know, some things are said like, um, nothing's coming to mind right now. Wow. But some things are said that are kind of misconstrued and kind of um, manipulated to fit our understanding. And um, that's why we have to be willing to get in the Bible to really understand what what that actually says. Because once you get into the word for yourself, you understand that, okay, that that sounded like it was right but it actually wasn't right because god didn't say it like that god said it like this you know what i'm saying but anyway god is the promise keeper right anything god promises you it will come to pass it will it may not come to pass when you are when you want it like let's just say let's just say let's just say your baby you, you had a baby and you said to this baby when the baby was like, what, two years old, that you're going to be a chef. And the baby like grows up the whole, his whole life. He, he turns eight. And he's like, I'm going to be a chef. He turns nine. I'm going to be a chef. He could keep saying it all he wants to, but until he reaches a certain age to be able to understand what a chef is, to understand what a chef does, to understand how to be a chef go to culinary school and everything, he he won't be a chef. You know what I'm saying? He can have it in his mind. It can be fixated in his heart. But he has to grow up and be that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, God could have promised you something when you was young. 
or even in your old age and it still hasn't come to pass yet but that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen there are certain promises that are for certain times that he doesn't just give you a promise and stay here this is yours and 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 that's it no some of the promises god he can do that but some of the promises god has given it takes time it takes your belief god is not gonna god does not just hand out things you know no because it requires us to have faith and without faith it is impossible to please god you know what i'm saying so don't get discouraged if you are waiting on a promise don't feel like that is not going to come to pass don't feel like god is not the promise keeper because you've been waiting 10 years on your promise let me tell you something about abraham i don't know if y'all heard abraham he is considered the father of faith abraham he had a promise from God that he was going to have a son in his old age, him and his old wife, Sarai. She was bare, well past childbearing age. And 10 years went by and still no promise of a son. Still none. And, you know, he took it into his own hands, but God still was good. God is still good that he even delivered his promise. So it's not about, it's not about time. God God to God, a thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years. It's not about time. One of my favorite scriptures, my favorite scriptures, second Peter three and nine. It says the Lord is not slow to his promise as some people may think, but he is patient for your sake because he does not want you to perish. If you was to get the promise that God, that God has promised you right now. Do you really think you will be able to handle that? Some of y'all might be praying for more people to come to your business right now. And and if more people came to your business, would you really be able to handle it? Would you really be able to have the be able to have the knowledge to sustain all those people? To lead all those people because just because you are you are leading in business. What would you still have time to spend with God? Would you still have time to put to, to, to be there to get your children off the bus? Would you still have time for these things? Be patient. God is God is God is not lying to you just because time has passed. Keep believing it. I, I'm I'm here right now to spark that match again of your belief to believe that God still can come through even if it's been 20 years, even if it's been five years, even if it's been two years. What God said will come to pass. What he said will come to pass. It will not, it will not, his, his word does not return void to him. He's never spoken. It did not happen. Look at, look at you. You are here. I am here. Bestie, we are here. We was, we were a promise at one point. We, do you realize that? We were a promise. We were a promise. God, God promised that we will be here. He promised that was a promise that you, you, you will be born at the certain date in a certain time you was born. That was a promise. And he delivered on that. You're still here. You're still breathing. Don't get fixated on time. Don't, don't worry about time. Time is nothing because he's the creator of time. Don't to that person who is afraid that time is going to run out. Let me tell you something. If God promised you something, time won't run out on you. Don't don't let people scare you saying tomorrow not promise. Tomorrow not promise. 
tomorrow isn't promised, but I can I can guarantee you if God promised you something, you're going to see it. You're going to experience it. Yes, you will. Have faith to know that what God has said, it will happen. God's promises are not based on merit. You don't know how we grow up and we go to school and um I, I'm not gonna even say y'all when I was growing up we had something called um PBIS don't ask me what the acronym acronym mean but we had something called PBIS and when we were good in school they gave us something called um Timberwolf Bucks because we was a Timberwolf so it was a little like paper money with the timberwolf sign on it and at at pbs pbis we got to go and buy little candy or little toys or whatever at the look at the little pbis store because we were good god's promises are nothing like that it's not based on if you if you if you earned it no there's nothing you can do to earn god's promises you were born to inherit god's promises they're not based on works they're not based on anything that you can do it's really based on his love for you but i do have some news the only true requirement of of some of his promises really all of them but certain promises because if you read the word god says if you do this then i will do that if you do not do this then i will do this this is what he says. He says, when you do this, then I will do that. Okay? That and and that is that is him saying, if you obey me, then I will. If you disobey me, then I will. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's it's literally like a parent to a child. We make it so complicated when it comes to God. So complicated when it's as simple as can be. It is literally like, mama, daddy, can I have some cookies? Oh, do you go clean your room first? Yeah, you can have, yeah, you can have some cookies after you clean your room. All right. Now, if I, if I go clean my room, I can get some cookies. But if I sit down and, and prolong that and don't clean my room, guess who ain't getting no cookies? Me. I'm not going to get no cookies unless I clean my room. Now, don't get that twisted with earning it. No, 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 You don't earn anything. But God do requires your obedience. He do, he really do require it. Because it's not, it's not beneficial to him. It's beneficial to you. And we, we have, you know, I'm sure y'all heard um, of the five love languages, right? All right, so they got words of affirmation. Acts of service, gifts, quality time, and they got one more. What's the other one? And physical touch. And God has a love language too. And it's obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, then you will obey my commandments. So it's not about you earning anything. It's about if you truly love him. Because that's the only that's the only way we can show him love. By obeying him. Because that's his love language. Okay, but all of his promises are for you. They do require you and me because I ain't exempt from this either. Heck, you and me to play our parts. They require they, they require obedience from us.
you know god rains on the just and unjust but why would you want a little misty rain i want a downpour baby i want a tsunami of them promises baby okay i don't want just a little drizzle i don't do you want a little drizzle no when when you got i don't know what your favorite food is but pretend like somebody just gave you a quarter size of your favorite food you would be mad as hell and i would be too because if somebody come to me and give me a little piece of a little bitty piece of water malone i'm gonna be like well where the rest at okay i remember y'all i was on a trip i was on a trip with these girls well it wasn't just girls but i was on a trip with these girls and we had went to subway one time and like we were <laughs> i was i was behind this one girl and she was like making her sandwich letting the people make her sandwich she was telling them what they want on there and that lady put a little bit of mayo on there and my girl loved mayo so she put a little line of mayo and she was like oh no baby can you give me some more mayo and i said you know what i'm not even mad at her because she liked mayo and that lady was gonna give her a line of mayo so just pretend like that god's do you want a line of god's promises or do you want a whole thing of it or do you want to just a just a a, a a drizzle or do you want a jaw what you want because i do you want a, a little drizzle of rain or do you want a tsunami of promises what do you want do you want an abundance or do you want just one no baby you want an abundance so that's why obedience is good obedience is is beneficial to you and him because it's the way you show your love to him but his promises are for you speaking of the promises so i'm gonna share i guess we could i could share like three promises um let's i'm gonna i'm gonna share three promises and these are promises that he just gives to you he just tells you because he loves you these are promises that are based solely on love so one of the promises is i have cared for you since you were born Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry along, carry you along and save you. That's Isaiah 46, 3 through 4. See, he told you several times in that one scripture that he has cared for you. I will care for you. I made you. I will carry you along. I will save you. I will be your God throughout your whole lifetime i care for you since before you were born i carried you he told you all that in that in that in those two verses he loved you he loves you this is one that a lot of people don't like but i love it because it's a warning okay he said this is jesus speaking he said i have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but take heart because i have overcome the world now we don't like the the trials and sorrows because let's be real we don't want no rain when we when we get to experience sunshine you know what i'm saying they got some they got some places in the world that are just rainy they just gotta rain it to rain and they got other places where it barely rain which would you rather stay in? The barely raining one or the one that rain all the time? Now, they got some people that just enjoy the rain. I don't think I enjoy the rain because 
I like to be outside. And when it's wet outside, I can't stand it. So I don't think I love the rain. Okay, so when it comes to trials and sorrows, I don't like that too too much. And I'm pretty sure you the same way. You don't like, who likes to be sad? And who likes to be fighting all the time? But that's the thing. He had already said, because this world is falling, this is what it's going to be. But take heart. What take heart mean? Be of encouragement. Because I have already overcome the world. He said, baby, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Okay? Those trials and that sor- those sorrow is going to turn around for your good at the end at the end anyway and i'm not talking about the end of time i'm talking about at the end when it's when when the trial and when the trial is over when the sorrow is over we're gonna have up and down i heard it this way before on the heart monitor there as long as it's going up and down you are living but as soon as that that line go flat you're dead so let's rejoice in these trials and these sorrows because jesus has already overcome the world and he going through it with us Okay, I'm gonna read another one. Oh, I might read some more. I might read a lot of them, okay? Because they're so good. It's like sweet honey to the soul, okay? So, this is another one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, y'all. That was John 16 and 33. I didn't say which one that was. All right, the next one. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life, I will advise you and watch over you. I'm gonna couple that one with this one. For I knew the plans that I had for you, I have for you says the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a hope and a future or a future and a hope um i flip-flop that sometimes but that's jeremiah 29 and 11 and the first one i read was psalm 32 and 8 the reason why i couple those two together is because when god says that he has plans for you and he says that he will guide you along the best pathway for your life that means he has a purpose for you what does purpose mean? Can anybody say what purpose mean? You can say it. I'ma wait. I wish I could hear y'all. So we're gonna be in a in a live in a live show where we're gonna be going crazy. We're gonna be acting a donkey. But purpose means original intention. His original plan for you. Everybody on the face of the earth. As long as you are human, he has an original intention for you, an original design specifically for you. There will only be one you. There will only be one you. When you are dead, there will never be another you. So whoever is out there who is not being their authentic self, be you. Do you know how do you know how special you are that the God of this world took his time to create you the way you look the way you sound the way you interpret this world your personality is beautiful your voice is beautiful the way you love is beautiful okay The way you design is beautiful. The way you speak is beautiful. Your voice is not too deep for a woman and not too high for a man. Don't let nobody. Oh, and the body that you have is specifically designed for you. I'm going to be totally transparent with y'all. I have lost 100 pounds, right? 
And with me losing 100 pounds, I don't know. I don't think I ever had a butt. But I was looking at some pictures. We besties, right? Yeah. I was looking at some pictures. And I happened to turn around. And I mean, I am an ironing board. But you know what? In this surgery culture that we live in, I can't be ashamed because I didn't put in the work to lose 100 pounds. So I could put in the work to build a booty. Okay? So I'm not about to move because the next woman has more butt than me. No. No. I'm not about to be ashamed because I don't have a body like somebody else when I know that my body was created special. And I need some... I need my women to understand your body was specifically designed to look like your body. Okay? Yes, you can gain weight. Yes, you can lose weight. But why would you go to a surgeon to cut on the beautiful body that's yours? Why? Why would you even... Why? Why? It is not... This is not to shame nobody. Trust and believe. There's people closest to me. Who have done things. I ain't talk about. I ain't really talk about surgery. But they have done things that I do not agree with. I love I love them anyway. But I'm just saying to the people who. Who are on. On. On the fence. And thinking. I gotta be like this person. I gotta. I just, I'm going to be a singer. So I have to have a body like this. I'm going to be a dancer. So I have to have a body like this. I'm going to do. No baby. You are, You created. You are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece, okay? The way that you look, you don't need your nose nose done. You don't need your penis grafted to be bigger. Stop. I rebuke comparison right now in the name of Jesus. Because you are you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful beyond measure. You do not need to change who you are. Are what you look like to fit the standard. You are you for a reason. Your voice, your body, your looks, your mannerisms, they are not like anybody else's. You may look like your parents or look like somebody in your family, but you are not them. You don't have to act like them. You don't believe the same things they believe for a reason. You you looking like the black sheep for a reason. Maybe God trying to show you something. You getting rejected for a reason. I'm telling you, like, be who you are. Stand up for who you are. Love and appreciate who you are. Value who you are because there will only be one you. Just one. And that's pretty special. There will never be. And, and please cut this. I'm going to be the next Beyonce. I'm going to be the next this. I'm going to be the next this. No, you're going to be the only you because you are created special. Okay? You are created special. Can you say that with me? I am created special. I am created special. I am created special. Say this too. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. 
One more thing. God loves me for who I am. God loves me for who I am. God loves me for who I am. Because it's true. He created you to be who you are with him for a reason. You're not you're not supposed to be like anybody else. You're holy. And holy, listen. Holy don't mean you're wearing long robes and long dresses and long and and for the dudes you you're just you 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 <laughs> I don't even know. Like holy does not mean that. Holy just means pure. It's not it's not as deep as as the as the old I'm gonna say the old church made it. Like holy just means pure. It's just it just means pure. It just means it's 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 it doesn't have it's it's just like integrity. What you see is what you get. Holy is is literally there is no ill will in you. There's no wrongful intent in you like you just pure and each one of us are holy if we have is when we have christ we're holy okay you're holy it's not religious it's not at all like it just means pure that's all let's go back to the promises though um oh i actually had jeremiah 29 and 11 on this list that's cool what's another one this is a good one. So do not fear, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. And I want to read one more because God specifically tells us in his word that he loves us. Like, he does. And it's, I, I just find it so beautiful. I have to see. I think it's Isaiah 43 and 1. It is. Okay, I'm going to go to the word of God because it's so sweet like honey. Okay, so this is a, the last promise I will say um, because this is just a few promises that God has for his people, for his beautiful children. Okay, so... um. Okay, it's kind of long. It's it's um cuz I can't say just one part. I had cuz it won't make sense. So I'm going to read Isaiah 43 1 through 4. All right. So it says, "But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O insert name. He who formed you, insert name. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine." When you pass through waters, I will be with you. Promise. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. That's a promise. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. That's a promise. And the flame shall not consume you. That's a promise. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. You can insert whatever you want. I gave. He gave something up for you. Cush and Seba in exchange for you. He exchanged something for you. He exchanged his son for you. He exchanged Jesus for you. Okay? Jesus died on the cross. 
Okay, and we're going to talk a little bit about the cross in a different episode because the cross is not what people think. It is not about Calvary. It's not about the cross. That is not why the original reason why Jesus came. He came to die on the cross. Yes, he did. But that was a means to an end. Okay, he came. I'm going to just say it. He came to cleanse us by the cross he did it through the cross but he came to cleanse us so that the holy spirit can be put back inside of us when we accept him as our lord and savior because the holy spirit is the kingdom of god the kingdom of heaven inside of us and that is the way that we get to exercise dominion which is rulership it all makes sense i'll if it don't make sense right now, bestie, I got y'all, okay? But let me continue. God exchanged all of that for you because you are precious in his eyes and honored and he loves you. And I just encourage y'all to read Isaiah 43, the whole thing, because it's full of promises. Like this whole chapter is full of promises like this one. He said, I am the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. That's a promise. They got another one up here. Okay? He said he's doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I will make ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That means that everything that you think is too big, too too hard, he will make a way for you to get get through it. Man, my man's part of the Red Sea. He part of the Red Sea. There's nothing he can't do. Okay. All right. So another question I want to answer is how do I know that God's promises will come true in my life? Somebody might be asking that like, all right, I hear I hear him. I I know they got promises, but how I know that's for me? Like how I know that's true for me? How I know that promise going to come to pass in my life? Like I hear him talking about I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But how I know he's going to really do that for me? So, to that person. Because, listen. Um, I don't know if i ever been the, the, the one to be like, okay, that's not for me. That must not be for me. That must be for them. I don't think I ever had those moments. But I have been around people who had those moments. I've been around a person who said, you know, I didn't think that the, th- the, the people... Or the, yeah, the people in the Bible was real people. I didn't think that um, when I read about God's promises that they were actually for me. I thought that was for that time. And they got some promises that were specifically for those people of that time, right? Um, But not all of them. Like, the one I just read y'all in Isaiah, they are talk- he's talking about, uh, he's really talking to Israel, Okay, he's talking about the cho- the children of Israel. He's talking about the nation Israel. Um, but this is an actual promise that we can that is for everybody. Okay, he redeemed you from something. He has formed you. He has created you. There are some promises in this word that are specifically for people, like um, like with Mary. Mary was Mary will be the only one who who was a virgin that that was impregnated by the holy spirit she she's the only one 
there will never be another Mary. Literally, that was a promise for her. So it's like that. Like that's it. That is just Mary. Mary is the only one that that is a virgin, and she gave birth to the Savior of the world. She's the only one. Okay. So, um, how how I know God's promises will come true in my life? Then I hear you. So, I I will say this. It's really comfortable to believe the things you see rather than the words in the ancient book. Some of y'all, y'all might read the Bible. Some of y'all might not even read the Bible because y'all like, that's old. That's an old book. That's an ancient book. What what they got to do with That's old school. But let me tell you something. God is living. And if you know anything about God and you and you believe in God... All the words that God inspired in this book is him. He breathed his breath. And all the scriptures in this book, this ancient book, yes, it's a very old book. But every word is living in this book. Everything that you ever will face is in this book. You wouldn't even, you are not ever going to know who you truly are unless you crack open the book. Okay? You won't, you won't know who you are to be honest with you because until you have an understanding for yourself it's not yours people could tell you all your life that you are beautiful but until you believe it you're not beautiful to you so until you crack open the book for yourself you will not you won't be able to understand who you are because me telling you you're beautiful, that you're a masterpiece, that you are, um, I didn't say this one, but you're holier without following his eyes. That's all in this book. That ain't my words. That's his words. That's not, I, I don't have enough intelligence to be able to call somebody else masterpiece without him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so until you become comfortable with getting in his word and i know i know it could be like i don't want to read the bible the bible's boring this and that but man once you get into this word you ain't gonna won't get out once you build the tolerance because you got to build a tolerance for everything okay i didn't like working out at one point, I wasn't even consistent. And when I, when I did start liking it, I wasn't consistent with it. But when I became consistent with working out, you know, I told you I lost 100 pounds. I didn't want to work out every time. I didn't want to eat right every time. I love the cookies. Baby, that was my... That, cookies was my thing. Why y'all think I used the, the example of getting the cookie for cleaning the room? Why y'all think I used that? Because that was my love. I love the cookies. Chocolate chip cookies, baby. Bring them. Bring them by the dozen. You hear me? Bring them, please. <laughs> Bring them. But I didn't. I didn't want to like give up cookies for a limited amount of time. I didn't want to work out. I didn't always want to eat right, but I had to build that tolerance. And the same thing with the word. I had to build a tolerance. I don't always want to get into the word, and I don't always stay in the word long. No, you can. As long as you, as long as you are putting in effort, God gonna do the rest. So I just encourage everybody to get into the word because it's very comfortable to believe the things you see and to go with the motions of this world. But this world is too inconsistent. 
everything in this word is consistent it's the anchor uh, for your hope everything okay and really the only way to know that god's promises will come true in your life is to take the risk of faith you can't you can't just be like you know all right if it's gonna come to pass it's gonna come to pass it is what it is no you can't be like that and with this no you gotta have faith you gotta be like okay god gave me a promise and i won't back down okay my daddy told me that he gonna do this this and that and i believe him okay so like my question to you is what do you have to lose especially when you're putting your bets on the one who is everything remember he perfect needing nothing so he is everything so what what you got to lose by reading one scripture a day one one i know a lot of a lot of people don't know where to go in the bible and let me tell you i don't know where to go in the bible (laughs) lately i've been going to the psalms that's why i've been going because that's where i find that um it tells me the most about my god in the psalms um a lot of people recommend going to the, the gospels which is matthew mark luke and john that's talking that's giving an account about jesus's life i would encourage you to to just start um you can even google how you're feeling or go to the coordinates in the back of your bible and because i know some bibles i had a bible one time and it had um just different topics it had love and um depression and hurt and it had um joy they had these different things in the back of the book and it had scriptures to go to in the like references to scriptures you can go like you can start like that or you can even google google um scriptures for joy scriptures for love scriptures to deal with a difficult person whatever you're going through currently or whatever you want if you need strength if you are um trying to figure something out every answer is in the word of god you just have to look for it it's just it's not going to just pop up out out of nowhere at you because you have to look for it. anything that's worth worth um having is worth fighting for right anything worth having is worth fighting for nothing is coming easy to you nothing so go into the word um i'm in the song i'm in the psalms and trying to learn about you know who my god is right now which it i like psalms i do god you can go anywhere in the word and learn about who god is though to be honest with you but i'm in the psalms and i like the psalms and they got a lot of psalms um i don't know tomorrow might be in matthew tomorrow might be in hey guy i don't know where i'm gonna be and most of the time i don't know where to go i just open up the book and i and and some reason i feel good when i read the word okay and it's not all about a feeling you're not gonna always get a feeling sometimes you're just not gonna want to read and you have to discipline yourself because discipline gives birth to desire okay so yeah um you got to get uncomfortable and have faith you got to release control i know that's scary for so many people to have faith because faith puts things into the hands of god you know when you have faith that's a, that's the the definition of faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen it's easy to trust your eyes but you got to trust your vision what are you seeing with your eyes closed 
What are you seeing with your eyes closed? That's that's what vision is. Seeing with your eyes closed. What do you see? You close your eyes and you what what do you see? What do you really desire? You know? If it line up with God's word, then you're gonna get it. If you have faith for it, you're gonna get it. If faith does not stop, start with just faith starts with believing, but you gotta continue to say it. I know people come up with manifest, but that that's all from the word of God. It's just called a different thing. Manifest is actually in the Bible, okay? They have the word manifest in the Bible. And literally, you're speaking as though something was, even though it's not. That's in Romans. That is the definition of manifestation. That all came from the word of God, okay? Don't get caught up in this new age stuff thinking that people make this up. No, no, no. It's all biting the Bible, all of it so yeah having faith that's the only way you will really know that god's promises will come true in your life if you really want i don't have a i don't have an answer to that and except have faith you have to have faith that's it you got to take the risk of faith you got to take the risk so now is the time where we will go to how to answer the question which is the name of the podcast how do i respond to god's promises so if you have a bible everybody should have an app on their phone um or if you have a physical bible because i have a physical bible in front of me so i'm gonna turn and i ask that you turn with me to second peter one five through seven please and thank you ladies and gents besties and best doors okay Turn to 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7. Look at me. I got to uh, find it too. 1, 5 through 7. Okay. And I actually have an ESV Bible in front of me. So I'm going to just go to my app because I like NLT. And it doesn't matter what version you're going to as long as you're going to it. But I just like the N. LT better than the ESV because sometimes the the ESV has big big words in it and I like simple as possible to start off with and then we can go ahead and um go go with the other words but all right um again second peter 1 5 through 7 and it says in view of all this make every effort to respond to God's promises Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly love or brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So I want to actually read three through eight be through nine i want to read second peter three through nine because if we just read second peter one five through seven we are missing some of some important parts of the text and it and someone great once said if you don't read before and after the verses you are conning yourself out of the text if you don't read the context, you are conning yourself out of the text. So let's read 
2 Peter 1, 3 through 9. Okay, here we go. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with ev- with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, I want to first and first say second peter 1 5 through 7 was so complicated for me to understand by myself this is the importance of reading with holy spirit i encourage everybody on this podcast everybody that will listen to this podcast to not try to read the bible by yourself invite the holy spirit in you don't have to say no long drawn out prayer. All you got to do is say, Holy Spirit, please come in and help me to read your word. Something I was saying that I heard um, this beautiful um, man say was um, um, he was like, Father, open up my eyes to see, my ears to hear, my heart to receive, and my mind to understand. And... I heard someone else say before, Lord, help me to read this with my spirit rather than my flesh. All three of those things are fine. But the simplest one you could say, Holy Spirit, please come in. Help me to read your word. Because this Holy Spirit is our teacher. The the word literally says this. He's our helper. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. And we cannot read the bible by ourselves because it's a foreign language it may be in english but we don't you don't understand this i didn't understand it okay when i seen um knowledge with moral excellence and moral excellence with self-control i'm like dang that's a lot until he broke it down for me and i want to be the one to be able to break it down for you um and of course he gonna tell you what you need to know on your own time or he might say it through me Whatever he won't do. But um, moral excellence. I'm going to go through each of the six things because it's literally saying, pair your fate with this. Cover your fate with these six things. Okay? Moral excellence is the first one it says. All moral excellence is, is doing what is right and avoiding what is wrong. You know the saying, when you know better, you do better. Don't go keep on making the same mistake because you feel like you you enjoyed that mistake. Oh, stop thinking. When you know better, when you know something is bad, do better. Turn. Repent. Turn. That's all I mean. Turn to the right way. You know you shouldn't be eating all them burgers. 
I knew I shouldn't be eating all them cookies. Okay? And I'm just using food for reference because it's like the easiest thing to go to. But you know what you're doing is not right. So stop. Stop doing that. That's all moral excellence is. Knowledge. Knowledge is just your understanding of something. That's it. It ain't all deep. Some of this stuff is very simple. Self-control. Self-control is something that all of us need. Because, baby, I know when somebody make you mad, you won't pop off. You got to restrain yourself. So, it's self-control. The definition of self-control is the ability to restrain or control yourself from going over a capacity or level in which you should stop. Self-control. When somebody on your last nerve, your last one, self-control is not going off on them. That's it. It's simple. Patient endurance. Patient endurance is staying planted where God has you. Now, don't get it twisted. It's staying where God has you. If God sent you to the to a, a job, it's staying there and not quitting like you did the last four jobs. No, it's staying there and growing there. If God puts you around certain people and it's not your thing, you don't like being around people, and He, and you know for a fact that He put you there, it's staying there. And growing there. When a flower is planted into the ground. The flower is is staying there. But he's not stagnant. It's continuously growing. So that don't mean that you're not doing anything. It means that you are being patient where he has you. And developing where he has you. It's not just waiting on God. It's waiting like a waiter on God. And it's it's doing what you need to do. It's not sitting there like stagnant. It's not. That's not what patient endurance is. It's really waiting on God to say, okay, your time is up here, but it's still you handling your business. You know what I'm saying? Godliness. That's being like God, developing his character. It ain't ain't nothing deep. Again, godliness is just being like God, understanding and developing his character. The more you spend time with him, the more you become like him. Like, it's, it's, it's as simple as this. You hang around your friends long enough. No. Let's do this. You go stay in a foreign country. Or you go stay in a, in a place for a long time. You're going to develop an accent like them people. You are. It's inevitable that you're not. You're, you're, not, you're going to have the accent. Or if you have a, a thick accent, like some of my... um. My people who are Hispanic, if they spend time speaking English long enough, some of them lose their accent. Some of them, some of them lose their accent. Even if you're Nigerian, I know some people who who not are Nigerian and they don't even like when they speak English. They don't speak in. They don't have a Nigerian accent anymore because they've been in America for so long. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. Long as you. A with God, or if you with somebody, you picking up how they how they how they speak using their slang. I know some of y'all couples didn't always used to talk like that. You know, you start talking like the person, you start acting like the person a little bit. You still yourself, but you start acting like the person. When you are with God, you start to develop His character. You start to the old things you used to do, they start sliding off, and you just like, and you don't even realize it because you are becoming more like Him. That's all godliness is. That's it. And brotherly affection. That is love for your brothers and sisters. I'm not talking about your siblings. I'm talking about everybody. The white brothers and sisters. The black brothers and sisters. The Hispanic. The Asian. Everybody. 
that's just to name a few. Your your affection for people everywhere. Your love for people everywhere. Because all of us are children of God. So that makes us all brothers and sisters. Okay? So don't get intimidated like I was. Like, oh my God, it's a lot. No, because every every single one of these things are just building blocks. Just pretend that you're in, in a, on a flight of stairs. You're not going from the, fir- the, the bottom stair to the top stair in one leap, in one step. No, you, you're taking your time because you don't want to fall, right? You're taking your time to walk up each stair. That's all. And all of it is just stepping in the name of love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just stepping towards Jesus one step at a time because every as you spend time with him again things he's his ways are gonna rub off on you and certain things you used to do you ain't gonna do no more you ain't gonna want to do it do that anymore like let me tell you i don't eat meat no more like i don't eat the cow i don't eat the pig i don't and i don't even have a taste i don't eat the fish i don't have a taste for that anymore like it's been a while i don't have a taste for that that my palate does not want that anymore. Okay? You going to and when you start spending time with him, even if it's just start off, even if it don't even if you don't get in the word, you just start talking to him more and more consistently. You're going to want he's going to draw you near him. And then you're going to understand more about him and you're going to understand what he does how he desires for you to live. You remember that promise of he's going to show you the path of life? That you should take the pathway for your life. That's what this is all about. Because he's going to become your teacher. The Holy Spirit. He's going to become your teacher. And he's going to help you to develop everything. That fruit of self-control. As you patiently wait on him. Exactly where he planted you. And then you're going to be like. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Yes yes, Lord. Because you're going to start loving who you're becoming. And Cause you're gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm getting like you. I'm I'm actually becoming pure. I'm actually holy. I'm actually righteous in you. I'm actually loving who I am. And then his love gonna grow down in you. You know, you're gonna start loving him because you're gonna be obeying his commandments. And then you're gonna start loving you because you're becoming more like him. And then you're gonna have enough love to overflow onto your brothers and sisters. It ain't it ain't even gonna be like it ain't even gonna be like, okay. I love that person. Just saying it. No, you ain't going to be doing it in, a, in your own straight. No, you're going to be like, okay. Yeah, I may not like you, but I love you. I may not like how you acting right now, but I really love you. Like, you ain't even going to see the bad things about people. You're going you gonna to only see the good in them. Okay? You're going to choose to see the good. Let me not say you ain't going to see the, the bad because I don't want to lie to you because you might see all the bad. Okay? But you're going to choose to love them because you, you understand God loved you. And love and still continuously love you, even though you're not perfect, even though you still are, you you still are growing. You're going to give grace to those people because of how he has given you grace. It all starts with walking with him. So responding to God, y'all, it's not just saying thank you. It's not just worship. It's not just praise. It's literally about walking with him. Like I said earlier, like giving your life to him like it's giving and being willing to be with him that's how you respond to his promises 
by becoming your authentic self because remember there's only one you and there will only ever be one you glorify him in being who exactly who you he created you to be you are so loved bestie you are so loved you are so honored you are so he delights in you you are worth it i know some of y'all probably like well why does god love me you know how could god love me baby god is not looking at you the way you think he is he loves you so 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 much and you have a home in him he's your home he wants you to come back to him though he wants you to come back and not be that prodigal he don't want you to run no more he don't want you to feel like just because you got a little money now that you have to go away from him or just because you got a little popularity that you that you don't need him no more. No, that's your first love. Like, even before you was in your mother's womb, he knew you. He just want to love on you. He just want to love, love on you and, and love through you. He just wants you. He loves you. There's nothing you can do to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. There's nothing you can do to make, to sever the ties. God loves you so much, bestie love and i mean love you love you i don't even i can't even fathom how much you love love you and i it's like why i know i know it it's like god why you love me what what it's because you're his image you're his daughter you're his son he created you he created you that's why he loves you so that means no matter what you do you are loved you always be loved god like yeah you might be crazy yeah, you might make the wrong decisions, but I'm not mad at you for making the wrong decisions. I love you. Let me lead you to the right decisions. Let me lead you to something better. Let me lead you. He ain't, he ain't worried about the little stuff you're doing. But let me tell you, just, cause you, just because he may not be looking at you a certain way, don't mean you still don't have to serve the consequences of the things you do. Or you, other things you didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Just like if I ain't go clean them ro- that room, I ain't getting no cookies, baby. Okay? So, yes, that is how to respond to God's promises. And I want you to know, matter of fact, I want you to remember that you are destined to win because he got up. And bestie, please head on over to blissfulfaith.com to read our blogs, to get some of our free resources. Actually, the free resources are not up right now. But we have that on the way for you. But until then, please go over to blissfulfate.com. Blissful-fate.com. Rewind this podcast. Listen to the episodes before this one. Read all the blogs. Just eat and feast on the words of God. He loves you. And this is how to respond to his promises. My name is Dee and I'm signing out.